We're back, week two, after rave reviews from our first episode. We are back for week two, reviewing First Man, which is Damien Chazelle's um, biopic, so to speak, of Neil Armstrong. And it's a look at the life of the astronaut and the legendary space mission that led him to become the first man to walk on the moon on July 20th, 1969. Starring Ryan Gosling, Claire Foy, Jason Clark, and Kyle Chandler, just to name a few. I'm Philip. I'm Becca. And I'm Jeff. And you're listening to PB&J at the Movies. All right, so first thoughts after seeing First Man. I loved this movie. Um, probably my favorite Damien Chazelle movie to date, even though I think he's made this is his third movie. Which is a refresh for our listeners. We have Whiplash. Whiplash, La La Land, Land and First Man. Yeah. And this is the first one I think he hasn't actually written. Yes. This is based off a book. Right. Yeah. This was, I feel like, very different than Damien Chazelle's first two movies. And I was just impressed with um, his range as a director so far. Um, You know, he was able to do this big biopic um, as well as the first two movies. So I really loved it. Um, It made me smile. It made me cry. So, yeah. Yeah, I think for me, this movie was um, surprisingly very emotional. We can talk more about that later. Um, But I think walked in kind of thinking like, no, the general story, you know, we make it to the moon, that kind of thing. (laughs) But didn't know what happened. But didn't really know much about his personal life or, you know, the road that it took to get there. Um, So for me, I was um, surprised by that. But I also really did love this film. Um, And one thing that I did feel like carried over from Damien's previous movies was um, the music and the use of sound, Um, which, Jeff, we can talk more about sound when we come to Oscars. But to me, sound stuck out more in this film than most. Just the um, you had some very quiet moments, but you had the sound. And anyway, and the the music a a few times I was like, are are we watching La La Land? Okay, but um, I loved it. I loved the music. I thought it was so beautiful. I'm going to go buy the soundtrack. But at one point I was like, okay, Ryan Gosling could start like snapping his fingers and he could be like. You know, but anyway, but I really did like it. I thought the performances were great. Um, just the look and feel of the film was great. It had a very like ethereal yes. feel, which I guess is very fitting of a movie about a moon landing. Yeah, but um, but I I really liked it. So, Jeff, it was <laughs> it was not my favorite. Um, I really enjoyed Whiplash and La La Land. This is probably my least favorite that he's done so far. Part of that is because I was stressed out the whole time. Um, I liked that, though. I liked that I was stressed, but... Yeah. yeah. Spoiler alert, if you're at all claustrophobic, you might want to stay home and sit this one Although I am claustrophobic, and I was okay. And I'm I was stressed, but I was okay. Claustrophobic, and I was not okay. <laughs> but what else about it did you like other than it being stressful like what else did you not like there about were it? certain parts so talking about the sound I definitely agree there were great the score is amazing the sound is really good at certain parts and I think they were trying to be realistic about the sound 
but it made it extremely difficult at times to hear what they were saying. Yeah. And I couldn't, there were big chunks of the movie that I couldn't understand Mm -hmm. what they were saying because of the sound of the aircraft and the spaceship and stuff like that and what was going on. I think that's mainly it. Yeah. Um, I will say I thought the cinematography was really great and um, the performances were great as well. Yeah, I kind of felt like it was a, a little bit of an ensemble cast. Yes. If you could. I mean, I feel like the, the supporting, obviously you had your lead roles, but the supporting cast. Um, Everyone was very well You had well Jason cast. Clark, um, Kyle, Chandler, Kyle Chandler, and the same character he plays <laughs> in every movie. But he's but, so good at it. But he is so good. Um, I love him. And I was thinking about it earlier. How many of those movies either get nominated for Best Picture yeah. or win? But for me, going back to the music, like I thought the music was beautiful. I thought the cinematography, aside from certain parts with a handheld camera, which kind of made me nauseous, were beautiful. And I just thought it was almost like there were times where I was sitting in my seat and I was just had my head in my hand and I was just like, Jeff and I did see it in IMAX, and I I told Philip it's definitely worth seeing in IMAX because it's just this vast space, and you've got this beautiful orchestral music, and um, I just it was almost like a almost like a ballet to me at parts, and I just thought um, I just thought it was really beautiful um, and very well orchestrated. Yeah, I think the way they interwove like shots of the moon, like leading up to the mission and how he always had his little camera or little telescope thing out there looking at it. Um, Because other than that, I felt like all the shots were pretty tight. Like you were in a part of this family, this kind of intimate feel of what was going on. Um, But I just, I kind of got chills when it was like he was up there looking at the moon. It's like, oh my goodness, he's about, you know, it was just kind of... Yeah. Crazy. And one thing we talked about that I feel like is not a spoiler is how this movie is really good about um, humanizing these world events because um, Jeff and I were talking about how, you know, you, you know this story, but it's almost like, I don't know if fairy tale is the right word, but um, it's not very tan- real. tangible, real. Yeah. And I thought this movie was really good about balancing these um, incredible uh, world events with um, everyday home life. You know, yeah. um, this this astronaut Neil Armstrong, who is a celebrity, um, who everybody knows his name, even you know, 50 years later. Um, it shows you know shots of him at home playing with his kids and. You don't see that very often um, in in movies about you know huge world events like this. So yeah. I really liked how they balanced that. Um, and like I said, it was it was very very humanizing and made yeah. it more real. Yeah, I think we we there's a paragraph in our history books about it, but we idolize these people, but we don't think like oh well, what was it like the morning he left to go right. to the moon? You know, what, like what, what, what was were, the tension in the household? Yeah, what were the dynamics at play there and stuff? So I, I totally agree. I felt like it was like you were just like oh these were like normal people that right. were not what so was, spectacular. Yeah, just the 
the chain of events led them to this place. Right. I mean, obviously he was a genius. I mean, you know, engineering a trip to the moon, all of them were geniuses. Yeah, I shouldn't have said they weren't spectacular, but yeah, just like they were normal people. Right, but then there's a scene when they, not a spoiler alert, land on the moon, (laughs) and Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong are both looking down at the surface, and I thought, wow, like, what's going through their heads right now? Like, And then I kept thinking, when they're about to land this thing, they don't even really know if, like, the surface of the moon is going to be stable. Like, how do you even know yeah. that it's not, like, going to collapse into a cloud of dust when you land on it? Yeah. And then they land, and then they're both looking down, and it's kind of like, well, who's going to go first? And then, you know, Neil puts his foot on the on the surface, and um, they kind of keep that shot there for a while, and it's just like... What is going through somebody's head like that? You're the first person in the history of man to, you know, step foot on the surface of the moon. Like, what could possibly be going through your head, you know? He's not some, um, you know, um, I don't know, person we can't relate to. Like we said, he's like like a human being just like the rest of us. But, um, excuse me, like we talked about, um, I thought that everything was very well cast. Um, and then Jeff is going to talk a little bit about the, um, Oscar predictions for this movie. So I think some of the Oscar predictions that we have for this movie, obviously best picture, uh, best director, Damien Chazelle. Um, I think Claire Foy will be nominated for best supporting actress. And I think she has a good shot at winning. Um, and then I think Ryan Gosling will likely get nominated for Best Actor. That's a little bit harder road, I think, to win, um, just because of some of the other people that are going to be nominated in that category. Um, I definitely think Adapted Screenplay, Mm. um, there's a good shot of that. Uh, Score, for sure. Depending on how much of that, I don't know. I recognize a little bit of it, so I don't know. How much of that was original, do you think? I assumed, and... Should have looked up. Maybe we can do that real quick, Philip. Should yeah. have looked up who composed. I was curious if it was the same guy that he worked with for La La Land. Oh, it was uh, Justin Hurwitz or Hurwitz. Oh, with, yeah. Okay, then, so it, then I would won. say it was all original. Okay, so then <clears throat> it likely is. So best original score. I think uh, both sound categories, sound mixing, sound uh, editing, yeah, I would because of the sound being such a big part of this movie. And it's not just loud noises that are a big part of this mm-hmm. movie. I think one thing that we talked about was when they actually got to the moon, and then it's silent. Yeah. And that's actually how it would have been. And it's very noticeable because it, everything else has been so loud up to that point. And that's just a good use and thought process. So I think those are two that um, it's going to be in the mix for. And then also cinematography, for sure. Yeah. And then who knows? We could get costume. Um, because, you know, La La Land, Damien Chazelle's last movie, where they were wearing regular clothes, got nominated for costume. I feel like, aside from the astronaut suits, where there's a lot of suits that people wear in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and so, Maybe we well, won't have a dress for, for costume, but I definitely agree with everything else, yeah. for sure. <laughs> Good predictions there. Okay, so now, moving along, talking more in-depth about the story. So if you have not seen the movie, or if you have not read 
an Get American history book. <laughs> no, we're gonna <laughs> dive deeper into some of the the themes and the the more more details about the story. So if you have not seen the movie and don't want it, see you later. Spoiled, yeah. So obviously, I would you know I guess we can start about talking about. Um, I think it's very clear whether you've read the Wikipedia page about space exploration or not. You can safely assume that there was a lot of death um, with the pioneering of this. Yeah. Um, of this, and so in the movie, um, you are shown um, that Neil has a lot deals with a lot of death in his life. He's surrounded by it. surrounded yeah. by death. Um, they don't even they don't show all of it. They talk about some of it, saying he had four pilots die in a month at his previous job where they were working uh, on going into space. Then he has two friends die while he's at NASA. Really close friends. Yes. And yes. then probably the most, not probably, the most meaningful of, of all to him was um, you learn that his two-year-old daughter, in the very beginning of the film, oh, yeah. I mean, it first, starts off with this. First five minutes, five, ten minutes. Um, has a uh, malignant brain tumor, um, mm-hmm. inoperable brain tumor, I guess, and passes, like, in the first ten minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. She's, like, two years old, and that's all true. And, and you can tell just from the moments that you see him with her, he loves his daughter, He has a connection with her that he doesn't have with the older son. And um, there's this shot of him, you know, twirling her hair that is shown again in the movie. Um, And it is very clear that when she dies, it it takes a a really um, big toll on him. But he quickly, I think he tries to suppress it. Mm-hmm. And he like immediately goes back to work to distract himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he makes it his mission it is his mission to like get to that's like all he thinks about after that. I yeah. Like. And I even read a quote from um, Neil Armstrong saying that after that, after the death of his daughter, he just said he had to keep things as normal as possible and try as hard as he could for it to not affect his ability to do useful things. And so I think, like you said, that's exactly what he did, Um, which is interesting because he had, at the very first of the movie, he had uh, the opportunity to go sooner. And I think for one of the earlier Apollo missions, but he's like, you know, I can't leave my family right now because his daughter was sick. It was just like a non-starter. And then as soon as she passes, they're just like, we're doing this. And his wife's like, it'll be an adventure. And they just go and do. And he just works, 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 kind of, until... And internalizes everything. Yeah. Um, doesn't really open up about the death of his daughter to anybody. Doesn't even... You don't really even see him and his wife talking about it. And she even says in the car with the neighbors, like, he never talks about it to me. And you can just tell that that is a point of tension in their relationship, you know. But you can definitely see that he's still dealing with it because he sees his daughter in places yes. after she has passed. And then also, I think one of the biggest reasons you see that he's dealt with it the whole time is that he brings a bracelet mm. uh, with him. Her bracelet, his daughter's bracelet. 
and leaves it on the moon. Which I was talking to Philip about this, like, you know that that had to be a very big deal to him because to go on the biggest road trip of your life and putting on this big suit and you remember to grab this little bracelet on your way out to step on the moon, like, he has been pl- thinking about this and planning this for a long time. Yeah. And in that scene, he um, he's facing this crater on the moon. And um, he finally, um, well, before, before this, he, uh, what I thought was interesting is during the whole movie, there are, he is glimpsing up, he is looking at the sky and you catch a glimpse of the moon. And so throughout the whole movie, you can see that this is his mission, is to get up there. That's all he wants, is to get up to the moon. And then the end of the movie, of course, he is finally on the moon, and then you see him look back out, and now he sees a little earth in the sky. Mm. And while Buzz Aldrin is off trotting along, having the time of his life, all Neil can think about is his family. He... You just keep seeing these uh, flashes of, of home video of um, his family with his daughter. And I just thought it was interesting that he has finally accomplished this huge goal. And he's, you know, however many millions of miles away. And now all he can think about is his family. And um, then there's a scene where he drops the daughter's bracelet in the crater, and um, we talked about how that kind of signifies that he uh, is not letting go of her, but sort of letting go of his grief, uh, maybe some guilt. And um, I wondered if it was almost like, you know, um, in the beginning of the movie when it's explaining that she's sick, you see his notebooks of notes about her radiation treatments and everything, and he's trying to make sense of it and trying to quantify things and, you know, use his, you know, uh, problem-solving skills and things like that. And um, he wasn't able to help her. He wasn't able to solve that problem. And now when he gets to the moon and he has, um, you know, accomplished this huge feat... Um, you know, I don't know. Now he's, you know, maybe he, maybe he did it all for her or something. I don't know. So. Yeah. For me, I think the bracelet, that was the, the most emotional shot of the whole movie. Um, and then I went back to look at the timeline of this and I think the, the moon landing was almost exactly seven years after his daughter died. And so for me, that was like, wow. I mean, obviously I don't think that's something that ever leaves you but to know that that much time had passed and he still was holding on it was almost like he was waiting for that exact moment just to kind of have a a release of some um even if it was more kind of symbolic than actual emotional release yeah um but yeah yeah i think that's a good word release because I feel like you saw what we saw with him and his daughter. I, the first one was like, oh, he was such a good family man and he was such a good dad. And then the, you kind of see that shift some. It changed him. Yeah. Yes. He's, not, he's not a bad person after that. It's just, it still shows him playing with his boys and stuff. But you just, yeah, you see the, the toll that it's taken on, on him and 
his relationship with his wife. And that's why I think I was surprised saying it was so emotional because there was just such a melancholy to his character and this, you know, American hero that everyone has idolized and stuff. Just a sadness that we don't often see portrayed or that we portray in our minds of these, you know, American heroes. And so back to what Becca said earlier about just they were real people, you know, that had, um, you know, their own their own inner struggles and stuff. Right. It was much more than landing on the moon. Yes. It was more than that. And I did think Ryan Gosling, I thought his performance was really good. There were actual tears, Becca. You I appreciate that. <laughs> Take note, Bradley Cooper. <laughs> but um, even just how you see he was a very reserved man and that at the funeral of his daughter, they were at, you know, the wake, whatever, and it was like he waited, went to a room by himself and just, you know, cried. It was like he was not going to let anyone see that. Um, that was interesting to me. Jeff, I'm curious from the viewpoint of the psychiatrist, the ending scene of him throwing the bracelet in, like, what do you, what's your take on that? I, I definitely agree with you. I think he's letting go of his grief and kind of some things that were holding him back. I definitely think that he had used some of that to motivate him towards this goal. Right. Um, and so I think that's actually a healthy coping skill. Um, but I definitely think he needed to let go of some of it as well. Um, and so he did that, and I think that was symbolic with the bracelet. So I think that's why it was such a big deal. That's why he remembered it when he's getting ready and putting this huge suit on, going to the moon. Um, and I should have prepared better. I kind of want to know if that really happened. So I, I researched this this morning, um, and... I did, the short answer is we don't know, but his sister really thinks that happened. And I, I just, going back to like the humanizing part of it and, and how you only see this as a story in history books, like, you know, people watching this on TV, you know, it's viewed as just very um, scientific, very clinical. They get out, they get soil samples, they test some stuff, and then they get back in. But, you know, I mean, if, if that's what really happened, where he's, like, standing there thinking about his family and, like, you know, letting go of his yeah. uh, daughter, I mean, like we talked about it, it's so much more than just science, right. you know? They were real guys, and so... And I think they were on the moon for, like, two and a half hours or something, but there was a brief period where he was there by himself, and that's why people think that maybe it really did happened while he was there by himself before Buzz was there. I think it's interesting too because they foreshadowed that with Buzz talking about his wife giving him jewelry yeah. to, mm. to put out there and I wonder if they put that in there so it would be like Ryan Gosling starts uh, thinking about it. Oh, I didn't, to bring I didn't it catch with that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But much more meaningful for sure than just Buzz's wife wanting her diamond necklace to be the first diamond necklace on the moon. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And what, were you saying there was controversy with the American flag? And I think there were shots of the flag. Mm -hmm. um, For sure there were. But everyone was kind of, this was before the movie even came out. People hadn't seen it, but just heard maybe that that wasn't as prominent and people were, were going crazy. But Well, I, to me, I think it was fine that they didn't actually show them because... 
that's what you know in your head. That's what you see in the books and everything. We all, we know all that, you know, and that's what, not what this movie was about. Like we claim this for America. Like that's not what this was about at all. Yeah. So yes, I definitely think they needed to show the flag and they did. I remember seeing it. But I, I remember reading something about that controversy, but I don't I don't see the big deal with yeah, it. Yeah, I still feel like it was a very patriotic movie, even if you did not have that exact shot that people were looking for. But. Right. So the first shot after the moon, when they get back on, is a picture of a bunch of people waving American flags. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Which, fun fact, I had no idea that they had to do that, like, quarantine. They had to be quarantined for a month after that was interesting. But And I wonder, like, what is it about a month? I know. Is that how long it takes, like, a disease to leave your body or something? Or? I don't know. I mean, it depends on what virus or bacteria I guess they were they concerned thought, about yeah. with contamination. Which is interesting because I don't think we could know what species are on the moon yeah. if we've right. never been there. Right. So it was probably just an arbitrary time period Yeah. just to make sure, which is good. Because what right. if they brought back some disease that wiped out humans on the earth? Exactly. You yeah. have no idea. Um, and again, going back to the, the, the thing I liked about Damien's take on this story is I feel like other directors may have ended the movie um, with, you know, them coming back and waving and everybody's waving their American flags and that's how you end it. But Damien ended it with him and his wife alone, very quiet, not even, they didn't say one word to each other in this scene, just like sitting and looking at each other and like, they're, you know, they're on opposite ends of the glass because he's in quarantine and they just like both touch the glass and like, that's how they ended it, right? Isn't yes. that how they ended yeah. it? Um, and I just thought that was a very beautiful ending to this story. And again, goes back to how this was more about his personal life, I feel like, than this great accomplishment. Yeah. And I really appreciated that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what all the symbolism was behind ending it like that, but it was... Like you said, just they came back and it, they were the same people. He was the same person he was before he left, you know. And it was like that hadn't really changed their right. dynamics as a family unit. And so back to just, yeah, it was just more about this family. Yeah. So well, I think it represents everything they had gone through to right. get better. Yeah. They've been through so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, for this goal, for all of humanity right to accomplish and then yet once again talking about the toll that it took on them yeah yeah so so first man i liked it loved it becca loved it jack it was good it was good (laughs) okay it's just not my favorite damien chazelle movie all right well that's a wrap on episode two thank y'all for listening give us feedback let us know what movie you'd like us to review next and until next time this is pb and j at the movies signing off